0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, January 29th. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan fan and your voice and host for the show. Happy Friday everybody, we've made it to Friday and we finally have made it to the first Cardinal news of the off season that isn't they missed out on a free agent or they, that isn't they might not sign Wong, they might not sign Wainwright, they might not sign Molina. I don't have to talk about possible targets anymore. I, I will eventually, but we have our first news to talk about. And that news is that the Cardinals have re-signed Cardinal legend, one of the greatest pitchers to ever don, the birds on the bat, Adam Wainwright. He is returning for a one-year, $8 million deal with incentives included in that. The 39-year-old right-hander from Georgia is returning to St. Louis. It's it, it's a move. It's something to talk about. Late last night, there was also reports uh, from Ken Rosenthal that the Cardinals are in talks with Nolan Arenado again. Who knows? Let's just focus on Adam Wainwright today. Adam Wainwright, one of the greatest Cardinals of all time, especially when you're talking about St. Louis Cardinals pitchers. Um, He was labeled one of the legacy guys that Moselleck and company wanted to bring back. Um, He has 167 wins to his credit, 338 ERA. 5-3 5-3 last year, really good 2020 season, um, 10 starts, 8 decisions in 8 of those, like I said, 65 and two-thirds of an inning, um, and a couple of those starts were big starts. I mean, you let, let's look back at two of the big starts in 2021. One of those was after a lengthy layoff, and in the return to action, um, in a doubleheader against the Chicago White Sox, he went five innings doesn't sound like a lot, but for a guy like Wainwright to go five full innings after, I think it was 14 days, 17 days layoff, something like that, to give your pitching staff some length there, that was huge for St. Louis. The other one I'm thinking of is his complete game winner against Cleveland after the Cardinals had been knocked around the first two, if not three games of that series, and Adam Wainwright comes around and shuts the freaking door. I mean, my Goodness, He, you know, nine innings, saved the Cardinals from, I believe, either getting swept in a three- or four-game series. Huge start for Adam Wainwright. Did he pitch well in the postseason? Not great against San Diego, but his 2019 numbers might not be all that fantastic, but, I mean, to come back from injury and late in his career, as Wainwright was able to do, is remarkable and come back and pitch pretty effectively. Because I think if if you'd have told me in 2018 that Wainwright was going to be pitching again in 2021, I wouldn't have believed you. I mean, he had a decent stretch down the stretch of 2018, bright spots in 2019, including the postseason, when he pitched really well against the uh, Braves uh, and the the Nationals as well in those two series. But, I mean, regardless, it's going to be good not to see Wainwright in another uniform. I don't think anybody really wanted that. I think everybody wanted Wainwright to be back. I think the consensus around most Cardinal fans that I was seeing was that they wanted Wainwright back more than they wanted Yachty back. And I still think that's the case. And I still think that that's the case, that they want Wainwright and Wong back more than they want Molina back. And that, that's a different discussion. Um, according to, to Derek Gould uh, in, in an article that he wrote in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, it is one year $8 million with incentives. And we we've seen that Wainwright has liked these incentives based incentive-based deals. He took one in eighteen, he took one in nineteen. I'm sorry, he took one into nineteen, he took one into twenty, and now he took it again into two thousand and twenty-one. And you you'd have to imagine this would be his final year. He hasn't announced retirement, it hasn't been a press conference or set anything anything like that at, at this point in time. But you'd have to think that this is his final year. And for Wainwright to finish out his career in St. Louis, that that's huge for him, that's huge for the city. And again, we can complain about this offseason. We can complain about this front office all we want. And believe me, I have and I probably will in the next 20 some odd days before the pitchers and catchers report. But getting right back, in my opinion, is a win. Because he's able to not anchor the staff, but he's able to be a veteran presence in that rotation for one more year. Maybe help Flaherty go on a little bit. Maybe help a guy like, Um, excuse me, like a K.K. Kim, who he was really close with this this last season. It would help a guy maybe even like a Matthew Liebertor in spring training. They both got really good curveballs. I know lefty, righty, but maybe Wainwright can help mentor Liebertor a little bit with the curveball, how to use it, how to be effective with it. And if you're like Wainwright, how to make a career out of it, because that's really what Wainwright was able to do. So I really think that this deal is a win. It's a win that the Cardinals desperately needed in this offseason. Because, yes, the stove has been heating up in the last number of days, the last number of weeks, but the NL Central, it has remained, like I talked about last week with the Cardinals specifically, it has remained ice cold. Frigid, even. So for them to make a move, and I talked about this, heck, back, probably back in December I, I complained about this, and I wanted to complain about something. This move I can't complain about. I, I, I mean, I, I could try, but I, overall I really can't. There's a couple of things I'll talk about in a little bit, but I'm going to stick to positives mostly on today's show because to have Wayne right back, just like I said, the intangibles of this trade really point towards St. Louis. And it's a win, like I mentioned, that they desperately needed. This fan base is now cooking a little bit. You know, like I said, we got the rumors of Arenado. Maybe Juan comes back. Maybe even Molina. I know fans aren't super high on Molina, but at least there's some traction now. The market is starting to move, and St. Louis is now finally a part of that market because they've able, they've been able to to improve their team because. Because even though Wayner was on this team last year, I still look at this as an improvement because you could have lost him, right? He's no longer a subtraction. He's, he's He's just there. So I think that with all the rest of the NL Central losing guys left and right, everybody's lost somebody, I think, except for the Brewers of significance anyways. And the Brewers weren't all that strong last season, sub 500, still making the postseason, which is why I don't like expanded playoffs. But that's a rant for another time. But the Cardinals now are really, if they can play their cards right in the next 20 days, pun intended, next 20 days before pitchers and catchers report, they can really take an advantage of this weak division in 2021. Because maybe, like I talked about, there's reports last night of Ken Rose by Ken Rosenthal, the Cardinals and Rockies are talks again with Arenado. I know some fans don't like that. Maybe they get rid of Carpenter's contract a little early. Maybe they're able to work out a little more team-friendly negotiation with Arenado on an extension post-2021, not give up a whole lot of, of prospects. And I know 2020 was a weak offensive season for Arenado. But again, they, they, they've positioned themselves now with, with this move by, by signing Wainwright. They've positioned themselves to get a little traction, to get a little momentum. And I, I love the Wayne deal. So there's two things to talk about and I as well throw in, in your reactions to this move, but again, right now I'm just happy. I'm happy he wasn't moved. I'm happy he didn't retire. I mean if he would have retired and you know, that, that's that's a different story, but I'm just happy he didn't go somewhere else. There were reports the other day that the Padres had, had submitted a competitive offer and I was really upset that the Padres are gonna steal another guy and they were gonna get another starting pitcher. You know, I'm one to believe that you can never have too many starting pitchers but my goodness, layoffs in Diego, am I right? <laughs> but nevertheless, Cardinals got their legacy play, but got half their legacy players back. I still don't think there's going to be a move outside of anything until Yadier Molina is signed or signed somewhere else or retired, announces his retirement. But they got half their legacy guys back, and now, like I said, a little bit of traction. Time to start moving. Time to start making moves. So I'll share two. Two things, um, that two light things that concern me, as well as share your responses coming up after this short break. The new and improved Built Bars, even more delicious than before. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. My favorite flavor, as you all know and love, Cookies and Cream. Some of my other favorites in my box that I got just last week. Double Chocolate, Orange, Raspberry, and Cherry Barsia. Each bar is covered 100% in chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. But just because they're covered in that delicious chocolate doesn't mean they're not healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and if you're on the keto diet, it's great for that. But even if you're not, it's still great if you want to be healthy. Let's take a look at a flavor profile for something a little different. Let's take a look at Cherry Barsia. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. And each and every single one of these has a great built Bar taste. Head over to BiltBar.com right now and use promo code on to get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off, that's right, 20% off, at BuiltBar.com. RockAuto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Head to RockAuto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds, that's right, hundreds of manufacturers, because we all know late January, with the winter snow coming here in the Midwest, it's a great time to keep your car alive, and RockAuto.com can help you do that. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver like myself, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. That's right, you get to choose the prices. RockAuto.com catalog is remarkably easy to use. Quickly see all the parts available. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com aren't always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Head over to rockauto.com right now and click on the parts to see what's available for your car or truck. Make sure you're right, locked on and there How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So with the breaking news of the day, make sure you are covered with all the breaking news with our new podcast on Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Today. go the sports news you need in less time with our new podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today Podcast or whatever you get your podcasts. So my two quick you know, problems, if you will. They're not huge problems. Um, they're they're just slight. Um, slight things that I noticed. $8 million might seem a bit high. And I'll talk about that when I bring in your guys' comments in a little bit as well. But, you know, I'm not... It, it's difficult as I stutter through it because with, with Yachty, I feel like he he kind of talked about a little bit earlier in the offseason how, or at least there were talks about how he felt that he deserved more playing time or he... The Cardinals owe him something because of all the, the years that he's been with St. Louis. And so that kind of conscience, contra- and I disagreed with that. But with, with Rain- Wainwright, I feel like his salary went up a little bit, got the pay crease because of his work recently. And there is something to say of the 15-plus year career he has in St. Louis. But I think more so what brought his salary up or the incentives up is that he's shown that he can do it. He's shown that he can produce at these incentives at this high of an age. In the last two years he's done that in 2019 and 2020 in 2019 for example his ERA yes was 419 but he was 14 and 10 started 31 games which is pretty remarkable 171.2 innings which is really solid um his whip was 1.43 a tad high um but but just solid numbers for being a 37 year old And then last year, 65 innings, like I mentioned, his whip was really lower at 1.05. His ERA was 3.15. So at these older ages, Wainwright is still showing that he can produce this much. It's just how much do you want to push that envelope? Um, I think that... The Cardinals are betting on Wainwright, and Wainwright is betting on himself to produce again with these incentives-based contracts that they've uh, learned. And again, none of this is official. We don't know what the actual incentives are, but Derek Gold of St. Louis Post-Dispatch is reporting that it is an incentives-based contract. And another thing that I kind of want to just 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 mention and just just bring to your attention um, is a tweet that you may or may not seen by Colton Wong, which is um, interesting to say the least. Um, but but the tweet that he sent out uh, shortly after the news broke was, Happy for you at Uncle Charlie 50. At least the Cardinals made one good move. Laughy face emoji. Hashtag don't forget Yachty. You know it's not great when a, a pl- former player, at least right now he's a former player, is, is taking shots um, at, at your team. He ended up tweeting later um, in response to a Jeff Jones tweet. It's, it's, it's all a joke um, in his business. Just happy to see right back. So, could be all in good fun, but, you know, speaking of the price, I was just kind of interested that, um, the, you know, the Cardinals busted open at max $8 million for 39-year-old Adam Wainwright and wouldn't sign Colton Wong, 12-point-something some 1000000 who's under 30, pretty much in his prime and coming off back-to-back gold gloves. But again, I'm remaining mostly positive on today's podcast because I'm happy that the Cardinals made a move and then that, that move wasn't completely terrible. The consensus from the fans was that it was a good move. Consensus from media was that it's a solid move, one that pretty much everybody else saw coming. And like like I said, I'm just happy that he's back. It would have been weird, to say the least, to see him in a different uniform. And he will, like I said, presumably finish out his career with the birds and the bats. So uh, before I sign off, let, let's just get to your reaction. Posted this on Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. Um, Connor dot love thirteen says it's a start. Let's start making moves. Doctor underscore Black Masks underscore says yes. All caps with three exclamation points. Owen Dreyer says eight mil with a scared emoji face, I think that is. So understandable Owen. Kurt S. B. said yes, sir. Adams underscore Matt twenty two said really good. Shane Dunk twenty said I'm happy with it. The way he pitched, he deserves it. We need all the arms we can get. So like I said, both on the Twitterverse, general Instagram, Instagram responses on mine, on on the show's Instagram, excuse me, mostly positive. And that's a good thing. Of all the negativity in the world right now and all all the negativity in the Cardinals' front office landscape and all the negativity in Cardinal Nation, we needed some positives. And that's exactly what they got with this move. It's a feel-good move. It, It allows the Cardinal fans to feel a little bit better about the St. Louis Cardinals heading in 2021. So there it is. It's January 29th, and I've got my first breaking news story regarding the Cardinals making an addition to their roster. Crazy. Ridiculous. Crazy. Just happy that it finally happened. So be sure to tune back into the show on Monday. Who knows? Maybe we'll be talking about a Yadier Molina signing. Maybe we'll be talking about Nolan Arenado trade. On Wednesday's show, I said maybe we'll be talking about Cardinals new adding, adding a player. Spoke this move into existence. Maybe I'm speaking another move into existence prior to Monday. If the news does break tomorrow, or yes, tomorrow or Sunday, um, be sure to keep it up, locked on to my Twitter at LJ Fastball and the show's Twitter and Instagram at L O underscore Cardinals. If you liked what you heard today or any idea that you listen, please feel free to drop a rating to iTunes. That's all I got. Until I talk to you again, stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day. we yeah.